welcome to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph Ganowski. After having multiple negative experiences with men, I started to believe all men were toxic. That is, until a few male strangers challenged my belief completely. This made me realize that a major problem with men in relationships stems from the fact that most men don't really love themselves or pay enough attention to their own strengths. I want to change that. Now I'm on a mission to help men thrive mentally, emotionally, physically, and sexually in their relationships with themselves and with women. So stay tuned and see how my passion can help you as a man. Hey guys, welcome back to the What I Love About Men podcast. Today's episode is about loneliness, the serious risks of loneliness, and ways of moving past it to make more meaningful connections with not only yourself, but with other people. So before I dive into that, as I always say, please head on over and give this podcast a rating and review. Guys, it takes two minutes, not even two minutes, like two seconds. Okay, maybe more two minutes. But um, but seriously, if you just do leave a rating and review really quickly, um, you can DM me on Instagram, show me, show me a screenshot of the review, and then I'll send you over the Ideal Woman questionnaire. Um, you guys have been doing this. It's been awesome. So I just want to say... Um, thank you. And also, I'm excited for those of you who got back to me with great feedback based on the questionnaire. So cool. So interesting. Ah, oh, so interesting. Um, anyway, let's dive into today's episode, which was inspired by a podcast episode I listened um, on Jim Quick's podcast. It's called the Quick Brain Podcast um, or Quick Brain. And it's Jim Quick, who's a brain expert. He was on with a man named Guy Wrench. Um, I've never heard of him, but this, this guy talks about, um, the, the effects of loneliness. And what he mentioned was the, that the American Psychological Association, um, issued something that said recently that loneliness is the, is the biggest health risk. It's bigger than smoking and obesity combined. How insane is that? Loneliness is a bigger health risk than smoking and obesity combined. That's crazy. And guys, it makes total sense. And look, like if you're, I know some of you will be like, well, I'm just like an introvert. I don't need to be around people all the time. That's totally different. You know, I'm an introvert. I like to spend my Friday nights by myself. That actually makes me feel really happy. Um, I It doesn't mean that it doesn't make me feel like I have no friends or I can't connect to anyone or no one's listening to me or no one loves me or cares about me. You know, like I know that I have friends. I know that I have options. <laughs> I know I could go out every single Friday night and have plans or at least not make them with people who care about me. So there's a total difference. You know what I mean? Um, Loneliness is in the sense is that feeling of, wow, there's no one there for me. There's no one there really listening to me. No one wants to talk to me or hear me. Um, I feel like, you know, I'm by myself in this world. I feel like no one understands me. Um, That's loneliness, not, not you um, putting yourself in the position of being by yourself when you want to be with yourself or when you enjoy being by yourself. Okay. I think a lot of people get those two mixed up. So I just wanted to clarify that. Um, because loneliness only hurts you if you actually feel that sadness when you're alone. It doesn't hurt you if you're alone and you're happy being alone. You know, you don't have to be like, oh shit, I have to be around people all the time. You don't. You just have to have that feeling that people care about you. You have to have that feeling that I can, I can rely on some people in my life or, you know, I have opportunities or I have options to be around others who love me and care about me and want to hear what I have to say and, and take that into, um, take that into consideration or, you know, 
they they appreciate what I say. So that's just to, you know, help you help explain what loneliness is. But I wanted to start by diving into social media and how a lot of people say, you know, it's really just a lonely, it's a lonely place where as what I tell my clients and pretty much all the guys I get on phone calls with is that when the worst thing you could possibly do when you wake up is check your social media. Because what is that doing? It's seeking external validation. You're waking up and the very first thing you're doing is seeking validation from others instead of yourself. If that's the first thing you do when you open up your fucking eyes, you go to other people or you check your emails that that only relate to other people's schedules and what they want from you and, you know, social media, what they think of you, and you're not spending enough time just focusing on you and putting you first, that means that you're using that in a harmful way, right? And a lot of people just say, social media is so harmful. It's so bad for you. It's so terrible. It is terrible in certain contexts, Okay. Um, and I've had, I even was dating this guy as soon as I moved to LA, like really soon. I like, I dated a guy for just, I just went on, I didn't date him. I went on a, the two dates with him. Um, and he told me, you know, I think you're, when I, when I broke it off, he said, I think you're a sad and lonely girl just tied to your phone all day. And that's, you know, that's, he said I was a sad and lonely girl because I was tied to my phone. And it, it really made me upset because it made me question myself Am I a sad and lonely girl because I'm always on my phone or, you know, like, what is it? What did he mean? Oh my God, maybe I am. And it, it made me really like insecure about that because I was a little lonely. I just moved here. I didn't know a lot of people, but at the same time I was trying to start a business, which happened to be on my phone, (laughs) you know, which still is on my phone. And, um, it took me a while to understand like, wait, there's definitely a difference between seeking out seeking out validation on my phone or going to social media to make me feel better or going to so going to social media to feel like, you know, my followers are my friends and that's how I'm building my my social connection. And and yeah, my followers like I love you guys. I love those of you who reach out to me and I love talking to you when I when I can. But at the same time it's not the same thing. Going to social media and having friendships on social media is not the same as human interaction. It is just not. And you can't use that as a replacement, but you can use it as as a means of creating bonds and creating friendships. So so what's my point here? My point is that when it comes to when it comes to loneliness, I think it's it's really important for us to to be aware of how we handle social media because so many of us are on it and you want to ask yourself, am I on here to build connections? You know, where where I can eventually maybe get off the device and actually, you know, meet these people or make something out of this connection path that I'm building. You know, is this leading to something bigger than just being on my phone? Or am I simply just, you know, going on my phone and looking at other people's lives and getting upset with the fact that I don't have that life or this person's not talking to me? Why are they not talking to me? Um, because that's when we fall into the pit of loneliness. That's when you fall into the pit of social media despair. And it really does become an addiction, but a very toxic addiction. And this is why so many people, you know, say that social media is terrible for you. And I have to argue that, that, you know, and this podcast argues it as well, that if you're on there building something 
bigger, building meaningful connections with people on the platform, and you're not, and you're going on there to engage in conversation and start conversations and hear opinions and help other people, then that's a totally different story from going on and just scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. Like there's no end to the scroll, right? You just keep scrolling and then you're like, fuck, I hate my life. <laughs> and you don't even know why. Um, so there is a big difference. And I, I think it's important for people to realize. I know the guy I went on the date with um, didn't see that, that I was on there for the means of building something. Um, and even still, I have to remind myself today at times, okay, get off your phone. You're with your girlfriends. Be with your girlfriends in person. Have that human-to-human interaction. And there was even like times in the beginning when, you know, I only had a couple friends here. And I remember how often I was on social media building my business And I forgot to have human interaction. You know, I wasn't dating anyone. I wasn't, I didn't have a ton of girlfriends. I wasn't seeing people a lot in person. Like I was actually very, um, I was pretty like, it was probably like one of the most antisocial times of my life. And I remember feeling sick and feeling really sad and feeling really just weird. It was a feeling I never felt before. And I remember I went to poll and my best friend, Jamie, um, who was just recently like a friend at the time, like we were just starting to build our friendship. I just remember looking at her and I said, can I hug you? And she was like, she was like, yeah, of course. And she, and she hugged me and I literally held her for like 20 seconds. I couldn't let go. And then I just started crying. I literally started crying and we weren't even like that good of friends yet, but I was just like, wow, I think I needed that hug a lot more than I thought. And I, I associate, I realized that, wow, like that was loneliness. Like what I was feeling was pure loneliness, you know, and all I needed was like human touch and human interaction and someone to feel like they cared about me and actually like a human who cared that, who cared about me, you know, because it was easy to be on social media all the time and get all this great, um, great, get this great feedback and meet these new people. And although it felt great to have that, it still wasn't the same as hugging Jamie, And I think we all have to realize that we have to take time off our devices and we have to spend time with our friends and family and loved ones and be present with them. And in a way where there's human interaction, you know, like human touch is so, so important. And I tell even my guys, like, you know, when it gets to the point when you're just craving that human touch, have, we should have more platonic touch with our friends. You know, if you have a buddy, like, you know, tap him on the arm, like, just like, you know, slap his back, like anything where you're touching, you know, America is the, is the most least, um, what's it called? Physically platonic country in the world. I'm pretty sure in the world. Um, and, and they related it to, I forget what the study was exactly, but they related it to our addiction to porn and how, um, how Americans are so highly addicted to porn that we lack that physical human touch. Or that's why, oh, that was the study. Um, that's why we lack human platonic touch um, is because we're, I mean, that's why we're addicted to porn. <laughs> we're, Americans are, addi- are most addicted to porn because we don't keep that platonic touching in human-to-human interaction with our friendships and loved ones. We're not like, like think of Italians, right? They're all over each other. They're like, ah, hey, what's up? Let me touch you. (laughs) And like, and that's great. Like you need that. And it's actually hurting us that we're not touching each other in platonic healthy ways. Um, So that was really interesting. I just remember that. Anyway, um, 
So just be aware. This is like an awareness factor of next time you're on social media, just ask yourself, why am I really on here right now? You know, um, even I find myself when I'm scrolling and I'm just, I find myself in that dark side of social media, they all say, <laughs> you know, when you end up near the cat videos and you're like, how the fuck did I get here? Um, if you're in that place, if you're in a place where you're, you're all of a sudden you're, you feel like a zombie, snap yourself out of it. You know, wake yourself up and ask yourself, why am I here right now? What am I doing? What's the purpose of being on social media right now? And, um, yeah, sometimes I have to ask myself that and then I just hop right off and I'm like, wait, I'm not doing anything for my business. I'm not talking to my friends. I am not really gaining any knowledge from this stupid video. (laughs) What am I doing? Goodbye. Um, so yeah, I think awareness is key. And also what, um, what Guy mentions on this podcast episode with Jim Quick was the, the power of emojis. (laughs) He's like, you know, he's this guy with a, with a master's, um, I think a doctorate. I think like he's a doctor actually. I'm not, I'm not sure. Don't quote me on that. But, um, but he said, yeah, like out of all my, out of all my intellect, you know, advice, out of all the advice I can give you, um, it's, it's to use emojis when you're talking. He's like, I know it sounds stupid, but it's, it's powerful. And, um, and you want to go into conversation. So what he means is you want to go into conversations saying with, first of all, remembrance of what the last person did for you that that felt really good for your relationship. You know what I mean? So like even if you have – if you had an argument with someone, you had some beef with someone and you're about to talk to them again, first think back on the last thing they did for you that or said to you that made you feel really good. And then reach out to them and say something like, oh, I haven't heard from you and put a smiley face attached to it. Because if you just say, you know, there's, there's, there really is, as stupid as it sounds and as crazy as it sounds, there really is a way that we interpret texts and we interpret the DMs with or without emojis, right? I bet you guys can agree with me that emojis make a huge difference if whether or not you know someone's being sarcastic, if you know they're being a jerk, if she's being a bitch, if they're joking, like what are they doing? Do they really mean that? Um, so use emojis because emojis are our friends. If you're ever, if you're ever in that place of being like, oh, I don't want to sound like an ass, you know, just add an emoji, add something to lighten the, the text so that it comes across how you want it to come across. Um, yeah, it's, it is really powerful and they're there for a reason. And, um, you know, as, as, like I said, as dumb as it sounds, it can help you interact better in a healthier way and in a way that brings you more positive feedback. We have to remember that if we put positivity out there and we put friendly conversation out there in the best way we know how, then we will most likely get it back in a way that makes us feel more accepted, in a way that makes us feel more loved and appreciated or wanting to be communicated with. Okay. So use whatever works for you, right? Um, Okay, let's see. What was the other thing? Um, Oh, he was talking about failure too in this podcast. And and he said that the more meaningful the failure, the more meaningful the consequence. And I thought that was really interesting. The more meaningful the failure, the more meaningful the consequence. And... um, the thing is we take things so personally when we fail, right? We're like, oh, I suck. Like, I can't do this. I'm a fucking loser. I can't do anything right. God damn it. The fuck? And we just sit there and we beat ourselves up and we blame ourselves. Instead of looking at the situation and saying, wait, 
maybe I just have to change the way I did this. Maybe I just have to do it differently next time in order to get a different result, right? And what we often do is say, all right, I'm going to try again. I'm going to do it harder and better. And it's going to be like, I'm I'm just going to try again. But the thing is, we don't stop to look at the approach we did last time to see how we fucked up. We don't like acknowledge really the fuck up and dissect it a little bit so that we're like, all right, this didn't work. What do I have to do differently? Let's re-strategize, come up with something different. Instead, we just do the same shit over and over and we keep failing to the point where we're like, oh, fuck this. I can't do this. I give up. Right? And that's really the ultimate failure is just giving up and not even trying. But you can't keep trying the same shit if it's not working. And this is, you know, this relates back to my coaching, why coaching is so powerful. Like I have my guys come up with strategies and action steps to get to to get their goals done, to get their goals met. And if something doesn't work for them, if strategy or action step, if a strategy is not working and they're not following through on the action step connected to that strategy, then then we switch it. (laughs) You know, you have to get rid of it. If something's not working for you over and over, you know, two times or more, then you got to question it and say, okay, it's not you. Let's try a different strategy. You know, let's try a different action. Maybe you're more likely to do something else that will work for you. And right away, we just take it so personally. We just say, oh, I'm a failure. I suck. Um, You know, and this comes with diets. This comes with, with really any type of goal you set for yourself. And it's easy to get tied to that, to start tying failure now to your identity as a person. And that's when it gets really personal, right? And that's when you become lonely, lonely with yourself because you're no longer your friend. And I think too many of us don't have a friendship with ourselves. And you know, as weird as that sounds, like how do you be friends with yourself? You're supposed to be your best friend, Okay, because if you don't trust yourself, you're not going to trust other people and other people are not going to trust you. If you don't love yourself, you're going to have a hard time loving other people. Other people are going to have a hard time loving you. Okay, if you don't have compassion for yourself, it goes with everything. Right. So it really starts with you. And this is a point I stress all the time. Like if you're if your cup is not filled and overflowing, you have nothing to give. You can't give what you don't have. I think that's that's really true. And in order to to understand ourselves better and in order to communicate with ourselves better, we have to be more more open to the things that we fuck up with or like don't get right the first time. We have to be more accepting of it and not in a way where it's like like all right, like I'll just keep fucking up, but in a way where it's like all right, I fucked up. Let's see how I fucked up cuz everyone does it. Let's be honest, like no one is perfect. No one doesn't fuck up. The most successful people in the world just fucked up more and they got closer to what they wanted because they fucked up more. So if we look at it that way, it's like, okay, wait, like, let's see what, what I can change. How can I change the script? It's something I do with pretty much all my clients because everything is mental, right? So they come to me, especially dating and, and insecurities with women, they'll come to me and we'll say, all right, well, now it's a mental game of how we can change your mental script. What's going on in your head that's on replay that keeps bringing you the same result that's obviously not working because you're not happy and you don't have a woman and you don't know what you're doing. So like, what do we have to change? What new things do we have to try that you have not tried in maybe 10 years? You know, 
And I'll have guys tell me, oh, like, oh, well, I tried this. And it'll be the same shit. And I'm like, so you tried that in the last 10 years. <laughs> when were you going to decide it didn't work? You know? And we all do this. I do this too. And that's why I have a coach. Um, that's why I always have a coach. And I always say this, like, I'll never not have a coach because I can't see it from a different perspective. I can only see it from mine. And that's the power of working with someone who's always keeping you ahead of the game and always pushing you forward. They see it from a different, through a different lens. And they know how to say, all right, well, you fucked up there. I'm going to throw you something, you know, throw you some, some things to get you thinking differently. And that's the power of, of, our, of our thought patterns and having different perspectives and having people help us, right? And I'm reading The, I'm reading the Brain by um, uh, David Eagleman, and, and it's just saying how, you know, it, it said something so simple that, like, we all know, but it's so interesting. It was such a mindfuck, and it was just, it was simply that no brain with all, especially since the brain is plastic now, like it's constantly changing based on our circumstances and based on our failures, right? Based on our fuck-ups and what we do when we get back up and how we get back in the game. And, and you know, our neural processing is always rewiring based on the reactions we have and how we deal with them and based on our circumstance and our relationships and our past events. Everything makes us unique. There are trillions of neural connections that are constantly rewiring, and changing. Therefore, no brain is unique to yours. No brain ever has been the same as your brain. Ah, that like gives me chills. Ah, I forget what the point of that was. But, like, <laughs> but it's to understand that like that we all, you know, we all go through the same patterns of failing and we all go through, you know, certain, um, it's tied back to loneliness. Like we all have those period. We all have the same, have similar experiences, but none of us react to all of those experiences the same way. None of us. No one else. How many people are there in the world on this planet? And no brain is unique to yours. So you need to master that. You need to manipulate it in the best way possible. Make it work for you, not against you. And, you know, when it comes to failure, when it comes to loneliness and when it comes to just, you know, communicating with other people or communicating with yourself, it's, it's about like being aware and being open to the changes and being open to the circumstances that happen because they're not always going to be great. And I was on the phone with a client today and, and, um, he had this, he had this great realization where he's like, you know what? Like I, I had a shitty week, but at the end of it, like I just thought of what my future self would, would um, how he would handle it, and I, I lived the whole week with like a calm presence and just gratitude for like what I got going on in my life. And he said, you know, matter no matter how shitty, and I just and it just like it makes sense. Like if we have an idea of who we want to be. And we understand that there's going to be shit times. Like we're going to, there's going to be times when we feel lonely. There's going to be times when we fuck up. There's going to be times when we don't know what to do. But instead of beating yourself up, just understand that there's always an answer. There's always another side. There's always another perspective. There's always a way to handle it. There's always a way to move past it. Okay. And there's that saying, you know, that, that goes, think of your most, the most difficult time in your life so far. You handled it. You got through it because you're still here. And there's going to be more. And I think we just have to get out of this place of expecting life to be all 
fun and games 100% of the time. It's not. You're not always going to want to do it and you're not always going to be motivated to get up and do what you need to do. You're not always going to want to figure stuff out. But that's why it helps to have people on your side helping you, like point it out. And that's why that's why it helps to just acknowledge that, hey, I'm human. Like I'm still I'm still just a human. I think a lot of you guys especially just want to be like Superman all the time and just have it all together 100% and that's that puts so much stress and pressure on you guys. You don't have to have it together 100% of the time. You don't. And women get that. We understand that. You know, like as as sexy as it is to have a Superman who who helps us solve our problems and is there for us like as much as he can, like we also want a human. <laughs> you know, we also want you to just be like you know, I'm, I'm really feeling, I'm really feeling low this week, or this is not, you know, I wish, you know, I'm not in my strongest place right now, but I'm going to get back. But right now I'm not. And I'm just feeling through this. I'm just dealing with something. I'm dealing with something right now. I need some time to deal with it. You know, and that just goes to being, being an emotional, intelligent man, which I talked about in a previous episode is just like, have that uh, have that emotional intelligence where you can just sit in what you feel at the moment. And, you know, tying it back to loneliness too. It's just be able to be able to have the conversation with yourself where where you can ask yourself, you know, am I talking to enough people? Am I am I surrounding myself with people who really care about me? Am I around people who inspire me or who make me want to be a better person, a better man? Because that's a huge one. The, the most, the thing, one of the things I hear most from men is that they're unhappy with their closest friendship unit. They'll say, you know, the people I'm hanging around with really don't inspire me. That's a very common complaint, which I didn't think would come from most, most men, but it does. They'll say, you know, I want better for myself and my friends just don't care. You know, they don't give a fuck. And I'm just trying to put myself in better social situations so that I'm excited for my life and that I, you know, I feel like I care about myself the majority of the time, which you should all the time, (laughs) you know, guys, but it's, but it's just important to have, to have that awareness of, of, are you lonely? Because, you know, as that create, it's a very dangerous place to be if you are. You want to make sure that you have people in your inner circle who really do care and really are there to support you and really do love you and that you feel like you can rely on some people in your life. That's important. It's so important. So if you're caught up in your work or if you're caught up in, you know, certain things, maybe you're maybe you're stuck in a relationship with with a woman and you're not spending enough time with a friend circle besides her. Maybe it's just all her. You know, I think the majority of you, that's not the case, but, but there are many instances where you can still be lonely if you just have, you know, this one person. You want, you want a little circle of people and you want to feel like it's important and it's normal to feel like you want to be cared for or you want to be appreciated or respected. And you deserve that. Every human being deserves that and we can all get it. Okay, so bring your awareness on takeaways from this podcast, I want you to be aware of your your social circle right now and what one step you're going to do this week. What's one step you can do this week 
um, in order to in order to improve that social circle or put yourself out in a new environment. It makes you a little uncomfortable. I want you to be aware of your social media presence. Where is your focus most the majority of the time on social media? Is it about is it on building a brand or connecting to other people to network? Um, is it about supporting friendships or is it about just looking at what other people are doing with their lives? You know, like, is it obsessing over, you know, these dream situations that you want for yourself, but all you're doing is scrolling and getting jealous? You know, are you going on it because you miss an ex and you're just obsessed over their page and you're scrolling through all their pictures and looking at all their comments? Really pay attention to where are you, where's your energy going? Because that's your energy. You only have so much energy. Don't fuck up your life by wasting too much on dumb shit that's hurting you. All right? And, um... Also, awareness, pay attention to how you feel in terms, of, in terms of loneliness, if you ever really do feel lonely. And maybe a good way to ask is just to ask, your, ask, am I being introverted right now or do I feel lonely right now? Am I happy being alone? Am I not so happy being alone right now? And what can I do? You know, if you're unhappy, ask yourself, what can I do right now to... to um, to make myself better in this area so I'm not feeling lonely. Can I call a friend? Can I, you know, who can I reach out to? Can I journal about an experience I had with someone that was really special? You know, ask yourself things that will help you get through that. All right, guys. Well, that is today's podcast. I have to go to pull, to dance, and, oh, Jamie's going to be there. Maybe I'll hug her again. <laughs> um, yeah. So as you guys know, I do offer coaching. If you have not yet had your free personal evaluation call, then head over to my website, sgdatingcoach.com, and go to the contact tab, fill out that form really quick, and I'd be happy to schedule that call with you. Um, Anyway, I hope you have an amazing day or night, wherever you are in the world. I'll talk to you guys in the next episode on Tuesday because I have new episodes out every Tuesday and Friday for about a year now. Oh my God, almost a year. It will be a year in two months. We're approaching a year. And uh, yeah, that's it. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. Bye.